0: Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode on Fill the Cup Podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you on a brand new episode, ready to fill your cup. So I hope that you have an empty cup ready to receive some inspiration and hot discussion for a brand new week. So let's jump into today's topic. By the way, before we jump into today's topic, I just want to let you know that the month of March we're going to be doing a healthy communication series. So this month for Feel the Cup podcast, we're all about healthy communication. This is healthy communication month, healthy communication series. So all month long, you're going to be seeing so many episodes challenging you to communicate better, to open up yourselves to a better a communicative life. I think I just made up a word, but that's okay. And yeah, so let's just really get into today's topic. So part one of this healthy communication series is learning what to respond to and when to be silent. Ooh, I know that's a mouthful. Learning what to respond to and when to shut your mouth. Okay, so... Girls, guys, whoever in the world is listening to this, I know that we all have been in multiple unlimited scenarios to where we've had to shut (laughs) our mouths. And I know a lot of us have been in scenarios where it's hard for us to just hold our tongue. And no matter which side you look at it, no matter which perspective you look at it in, I truly believe that as you get older, as you just develop as a person, you're going to realize the benefits, the power and just being silent and realizing that not everything needs a response and that it's OK if I can't defend myself verbally. Sometimes my silence says more than my words could ever say. And that's what I'm learning now at almost 30 years old, that my silence has more power sometimes than me needing to say something especially to people who don't deserve a response especially to people who don't deserve that energy from me so let's jump into this let's dissect this episode a little bit because this this is a big topic so I know a lot of us we get our feistiness we get the way that we respond to certain things from how we're raised let's be honest so the way that we're raised the way that we're brought up A lot of it, we emulate what we saw as children. You know, for me, I had both of my parents in my household and the way that they communicated to each other, the way that they communicated with others is how I translated and how I should communicate in conflict, in good times, in bad times. I learned all of that from them. Of course, I had to translate it into who I was as a person, but a lot of the roots of how I communicate or how I respond to certain things is from how I was raised and my parents definitely didn't raise me to immediately pop off just because somebody may say something rude or disrespectful to me they never raised me to immediately give everyone you know that energy that they don't deserve they never raised me to just start cussing somebody out immediately or ready to pop off physically I wasn't raised like that hence I grew up in a Christian household um, but my parents, they taught me how to analyze, you know, the person, you know, that's trying to attack me. Analyze that first before I so quickly stoop down to the level of where that person is. So that's what I've kind of done my whole life. Have I done it very well? No, I have not. But what I've learned to do my whole life is... Instead of looking at the words that the individual says, I look more at the individual themselves. I look at more at the pain that they try to so desperately hide. I look at more at the spirit in them that doesn't agree with the spirit in me. I look at the person that is literally crying out for attention and help, but they resort to negative uh, words and violence and trying to hurt other people while they're still hurt. So I look at that. I mean I don't know if it's just the many therapists in me. That has that ability to do that with people. But that's allowed me to not get so in my feelings. When somebody wants to hurt me so bad. I realize that the person that's trying to hurt me so bad with their words. Also needs help themselves. Also needs the same Jesus Christ that that saved me. Also needs the same love and grace that my savior bestows upon me and so was this an overnight process to look at things this way no it wasn't it took a lot of time it took a lot of arguments it took a lot of me just feeling stupid for allowing someone to get me angry to get to the perspective that I have today so a lot of it is your upbringing I'm sure certain people may have not grown up like me maybe your parents or just your siblings or the people that you were around the neighborhood that you lived in Maybe you just grew up having to defend yourself. That's all you had was the ability to use your voice to defend yourself. Maybe you didn't have, you know, the ability to somebody to kind of talk you down and and rationalize things. Maybe it was just easy for you to just quickly resort to kind of getting on the same level as the person just to not feel disrespected or getting even with somebody who is very ignorant just to not get disrespected. And so do I think it's a bad thing to have that fire, you know, to want to defend yourself? I think yes and no. I think it's a good thing because it shows you that you have strength. It shows you that you're not somebody who's weak. It shows you that you won't just let someone just try to come at you any kind of way. But I also think... The negative side of it is I think that you can put yourself in scenarios to where you can't redo what you said or you can't redo how you allowed yourself to get so angry because of what somebody did to you. Sometimes you can't redo those scenarios and you can't revise that. You can't fix that. So all you have is your mind to allow you to think before you speak. And I think that that's where your power lies, is realizing that no matter how wrong the other person is, no matter how wrong the situation is, sometimes it takes wisdom to just realize that I don't need to respond to that. I don't need to get so crazy um, just so that the other person feels like they can't try me again. That's a big thing. Now, let's talk about this topic when it comes to romantic relationships, when it comes to marriages, when it comes to boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, when it comes to even friendships. Um, Let's look at it a little step further when it comes to that. Now, a lot of us, I mean, if you're married, I'm not married. I'm in a a committed relationship, but I'm not married. When you you look at, I would say, just relationships, period. Women, we obviously communicate very differently from men. We are very much always in our thoughts, always in our mind, we're always thinking about so many different things at, at once as women, and sometimes we want that man to kind of read our minds, we want him to kind of sense that something is not right, we want him to kind of miraculously do the things that we really want him to do, but we fail to communicate what it is that we want him to do, and then there's going to be a lot of heated discussion in relationships where... You got to realize, okay, I'll respond to that and I won't respond to that. And that is hard because you're talking about somebody who was always able to hold. I, I think I've, I've done a better job holding my tongue when it comes to negative females than I've done with guys that I've dated. I probably don't hold my tongue very well at all. <laughs> um, and that, that has been a good and a bad thing for me because... The bad part about it is, is that I, I had to realize that not everything I needed to respond to, not everything I needed to get angry about, not everything I needed to be so defensive about. And sometimes, and I learned the other side as well, is that when I was just silent, it caused the other person to really analyze where they were wrong at and what they could work on. But when I'm trying to yell at the top of my lungs, when I'm trying to be hurt so badly as the other person is... Neither one of us win. Neither one of us come to a resolution. And I think sometimes as couples, especially when you've been with somebody for a very long time and there's a lot of toxic behavior in that relationship, especially when it comes to communication and, and silly arguments, a lot of times both parties just want to be heard. And sometimes it takes for one person to just stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to be silent. I'm going to listen to what it is that you really want to tell me. I'm going to hear everything that you're saying for face value. And I'm not just going to, I would say, try to be heard just as much as you want to be heard to try to get a resolution when it never gives us a resolution. Sometimes I got to learn that just by me shutting my mouth, I am causing a better I would say, outcome than what is going on right now. And that's what I'm even learning to do in my relationship right now is realizing, although I have a very powerful voice, although I want to get a lot of things off my chest, although I may not like certain things that that are said or are done, that, yes, it is important to always speak up and and say what it is is bothering you because communication is important. But it's also important to listen more Then you respond so that you can not only analyze the correct response to give, but also realize when it's necessary to just be quiet. And kind of gather your thoughts a little bit better in your silent moment to meditate on what what the effective thing it is to say than just going off your emotions so fast. Sometimes you got to put your emotions aside, your feelings aside, just to use your wisdom. And wisdom doesn't always... It doesn't use emotions a lot of times. Wisdom takes a lot of strength to just say, I feel very hurt right now. I feel very annoyed right now. Or I feel very needing to defend myself right now. But my wisdom instincts are telling me to just either be quiet or analyze particularly the right thing to say. So a lot of it is also when it comes to I think that the part three that we should analyze, so we talked about, you know, relationships. We talked about, you know, just how to respond, how you were brought up a lot of how you respond to people is from your upbringing. I think the third thing that I want us to tackle is really analyzing the negative of the consequences from how you respond to certain things and what it can do for you long term as well as short term. And there are a lot of consequences in popping off so fast, whether that be legal consequences, whether that be uh, just you losing people that you probably shouldn't have lost, whether that be not being able to communicate effectively. So now you have an issue ongoing with communicating effectively with other people. It could be all kind of things, whether it be a negative reputation for you just not knowing how to just listen to people versus always needing to respond the wrong way. There's so many consequences that come from not shutting your mouth when you really could just listen more. And I've been a big, I would say, offender of this I've I've had all the consequences you can think of from the words that have come out of my mouth. Whether that be hurting someone that I didn't intend to hurt, whether that be uh, negative repercussions at at a workplace because I've said the wrong thing. Uh, just just so many scenarios that I could go on and on about. But I think it's important for it to think about the consequences of what you're about to say before you say it. Now, that is very hard to do, because in the moment, especially in a heated discussion, you're not thinking about being rational. You're not thinking about, you know, being positive in that moment. You're just thinking about what your emotions are wanting you to say and. What I've tried to get in the habit of, I'm not an expert at it yet, but what I've tried to get in the habit of is realizing that everything does not need a response. Everything does not need my energy. Sometimes I have to listen to the person more than I charge back at them. Even in, um, just to get a little bit more personal, even in my relationship with my mom, we've had a very dynamic relationship my whole life. We love each other very much. She's literally my hero, But we butt heads a lot because we are alike in a lot of ways and we both want to be hurt so badly. We both want to make sure that our point is, you know, taken across. We both are very passionate individuals. We both are very strong women, you know, in our own respects. And I look up to her so much. But. In order for our relationship to get better, I've had to be very quiet in my moments with God and say, God, teach me how to communicate effectively. Teach me that although I may not like certain things my mom says, teach me how to just not respond to everything, you know, and just listen to her more. Because there's power in things that she says. Whether I like it or not, there is power in what she says. So, till this day, I have not mastered it. You know, me and my mom still have silly arguments. But... I love her so much and I'll never stop working on it. I'll never stop trying to challenge myself to listen to her better, to not respond so fast, to realize when the when the conversation is not going anywhere, it's literally not going anywhere. So let me just retreat. Let me take off, trying to take off my power hat. Another big thing when you're dealing with silly arguments is somebody got to take off the ego hat just switching gears, because ego can mess up a lot of relationships. I've witnessed it many times, you know, sometimes when you feel more superior than the other person, when you feel like only your point of view matters, only what you says goes, you know, only what you says makes sense, it causes you not to be present or at least have empathy to realize what the other person is saying, what they may be feeling. I never wanna be in a conversation where I don't think about the other person. You know what I mean? No matter how angry they make me, no matter how upset that I get, even at work I've had to challenge myself to do this, is to always think about the other person, always realize that my ego has to be lowered in order for me to have the empathy that I need to resolve a heated discussion, and that I'll I rather be the bigger person, even if it makes me look weak to the other person. I would rather be the bigger person, take the high road, and let God fight my battles. Because sometimes we follow God and we want Him to be in control, but we think that we can solve everything through our mouth. We think we can solve everything by being defensive, and in actuality, it's not solving anything. So. No matter what type of scenario I've been in, I've learned that communication is such a hard thing for anybody to master, you know, because sometimes you don't say enough. Sometimes you say too much. Sometimes you just don't know how to listen. And it takes so many different life scenarios to really, I would say, evolve into the best communicator that you can be. And it also takes you know, a team effort of the person that you're communicating with, especially in relationships and marriages, you need a teammate that helps you communicate better. You need a teammate that also is wants to be as good as communicating as you want to be, because it, it's a it, it's not a, a one way street. It's a two way street to be the best communicator that you can be. So I know that this topic is it's all over the place, but I hope that you dissect and you challenge yourself to realize when, oh, Kendra, don't say that. Nope, that's not necessary. Oh, I know you're very angry, Kendra, but just take a walk and just walk it off because whatever you want to say in that moment is not necessary. Um, so I, th- I think a lot of us, I'd rather us talk to ourselves more than trying to get even with people who don't deserve that energy from you. Um, and realizing the power in silence. Silence will cause people... Or even especially in relationships for them to think about what they did, you know, versus focusing on what you said. You know what I mean? So I hope that you stay tuned this whole month as we dive deeper into how to have better healthy communication skills. This is Healthy Communication Month for Fill the Cup. You know, I think that it's, it's a necessary month. It's Women's History Month and that. But I wanted to create a month that that I think that we all need we all need something to challenge us to communicate better so I hope that you walked away something from this episode inspired to think before you speak (laughs) and realize the power in listening because if you're a firecracker like me you've had to hold your tongue a lot and that's what I'm still learning to this day Uh, So I love you guys. I hope that your cups are full. I hope you have a great Friday, a great week, whatever day of the week you're listening to this, whether I'm in your car, whether I'm in your headphones, whatever you're listening to me on, I hope that I'm connecting with you. Please send me a DM, uh, an email at Kendra.more at gmail.com. Also, DM me um, on Instagram at more motivation. That's M-O-O-R-E-R motivation. I want to hear your thoughts on this topic. I want to hear scenarios of how you've had to think before you speak or how you may still be struggling with it and you need a a support team to help you with that. That's what I'm here for. So I love you guys. I hope that you're blessed by this episode. Have a great week.